it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Okay, welcome back to another outstanding episode of the Screen Addicts Podcast. I'm Nick. With me, as always, is Anthony the Rook and TJ, who's hammered. This week, it's classic Kevin Costner film, Tin Cup. So here we are to discuss the classic golfing film. There aren't a lot of them, but this is right up there. You know, I want to say there's maybe like eight golf movies. This is definitely top, um, if there are that many. And uh, it stars Kevin Costner as the eponymous Tin Cup, uh, Roy McAvoy, uh, Rene Russo, Cheech Marin, and Don Johnson, as well as a plethora of other uh, typecasted actors from the great state of Texas. So, boys, what do you think about Tin Cup? Uh, I love Tin Cup. It's a great movie. It's uh, it's fun. It's uh, You have a young Bill Mickelson gambling on the course. What yeah. else is new? Yeah. I, I was reading... Uh, what brought my attention to is I was reading a behind-the-scenes article uh, from Golf Digest about the 25th anniversary of it, and just it, it was like, you know what, we got to do this movie. Then it's 20, 25th anniversary this week, um, and it's just a classic golf movie. And there's not many, you know, great golf movies. There's not even that many golf movies to begin with, uh, and this one's up there. What do you think, T? I love this movie. I mean, it is a great golf movie. It's definitely. It's a bit of a rom-com, no? It, it, it is, but the golfing is real. I mean, the they did the sport very well. It's true to the sport. It's true to watching a golf tournament. Um, they, they get the rules right. They they get the, the play style right. I mean, that tournament setting is, is spot on. So while it is a comedy, it stays very true to the sport, and I always appreciate that as a sports fan. Um, a fun fact, a lot of the movie is based on Gary McCord and things that Gary McCord did um, as a pro golfer. Gary McCord is in the movie he's an announcer he spent uh, a lot of years of his life as an announcer for uh the golf channel did a uh, multiple uh multiple uh major tournaments and stuff like that you guy with the mustache no no i'm, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out you oh, so you're talking about the guy he bets 50 bucks exactly Got and it. he's gonna bank it off the uh the yeah, porter john yeah I'll, yeah Got but it. uh and uh, i've watched a couple interviews with uh uh gary mccord and he says a lot of the movie um like it is based all the things that he's experiencing, like like uh, the bet when they're in the bar and he uh, has to hosel a wedge at the uh, knock the bird off the perch 50 yards yeah. into the pond. Yeah. That was a real bet. He said he, a, a lot of the comedy of the movie is based on Gary McCord's life. So Did I, Gary McCord break all his clubs except for the seven and play an entire round? And I'm pretty seven. sure every golfer has broken a Epic. few clubs in their life. Maybe not all of them. Not me. But uh, I, I wouldn't call myself a golfer. Not me. Not once, not never. Club is like two hundred bucks. Fuck out of here, man. Cold Sometimes you just gotta snap a four hundred dollar driver over your knee. Show that driver who's boss. I know. I get it. I get Listen, it. Listen, when you shank a few, it's obviously not the swing; it's the driver. I mean, come on, <laughs> put it out of its misery. Yeah, but All right, I, so- I, I, I love this movie. I, I think the movie is the perfect blend of actual uh, portrayal of a sport and comedy and i mean cheech marin is great you can't hate on him and you want to talk about a, a caddy 
Who, who wouldn't like Cheech Marin as a caddy? If he's sober, I'll take him. <laughs> I'll take him hammered. He's take, him okay. take him high as a kite. doesn't matter. Um, Kevin Costner could portray anything. I, I, I mean, if they made a movie where Kevin Costner was a horse jockey, I'd watch it, and he'd probably be pretty damn good at it. Um, Kevin Costner could be in any sports movie ever, and that's all he should be allowed to do. Because other than like him playing Superman's dad, wasn't really good at anything else. <laughs> you know, like Waterworld? <laughs> Nobody likes Waterworld. Wait, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Another thing I was going to say, Nick, is you always mentioned this. You said Kevin Costner show his play baseball like baseball movies it's funny that this is the tin cup is a nickname from a being a baseball player. that's right at the end we find out why they call him tin cups because he played catcher yeah his, his pitcher had a major league curveball and it didn't always go for strikes and yeah. they thought tin cup sounded better than uh what was the bad other uh clang clang yeah clank yeah. or something like that yeah but, but i mean to, to kevin costner's credit uh he wasn't a golfer going into this movie uh, yeah. took, you know, he played a few times, he said, with like his father-in-law or something like that. But, you know, obviously took it very seriously. And he went out with Gary McCord a few times golfing. And, you know, like any movie there, you know, if you're doing stunts or anything like that, I guess a stunt when you're taking an actor and trying to get him to get a perfect golf swing and make it look realistic. Um, he took up the sport pretty quickly. And they said by the time they were done shooting, he was down to like a seven or an eight handicap. If oh I yeah, no shit. If I played break. golf every single day for four months, I'd be fucking great at golf too. I bet you any amount of money, you would not. I, I don't give a fuck enough. I'll tell you this right now. I look the part, all right? I could star in a movie about golf. I just wouldn't do my own stunts. That's all I said. It the other, I said it this week when we played uh, to Rich. We played last week and I was like, I would. I could be in a golf. You could <laughs> not. You could not portray a real golf swing. Sorry yeah. to say, I've played with you a million times. If I had to do it every day for, I played golf like five times. If I had to play every day for fucking six months. I'd be on the PGA tour by next. I don't see it, bro. All right. It's fine. I don't play enough. You guys go out on every, like every fucking week. You guys go out. I got, fucking, I got, I got a fucking lawyer and a city employee. You both get out of work by noon. All right. That's not, that's true. not, not true at all. Me. Not for That's me. right. TJ gets out by 10 a.m. That's not true. <laughs> I took tomorrow off to go golf. <laughs> you know, union employees are the fastest men alive. They go to work at nine. They work 12 hours. They get home by 1130. You got the wrong <laughs> union employee, buddy. Let's jump into this movie. So obviously the beginning, we're quickly introduced to characters, Kevin Costa, Tim Cobb. Uh, Caddy's name. I know we keep calling him Chief Baron to the actual actress. But what's his name? In the Romeo. Movie? Romeo. 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 We're introduced to Romeo and then all the... Uh, I guess locals or regulars at the uh, driving range. They would, yeah. And Man. then, yeah. and then Renee Russo walks in during the exact time when he's given that that joke of not joke the riddle about riddle. The doctor, yeah. And the I think mother. we've all heard that riddle. Before. Yeah, we all know the answer. But then it's funny that she walks in and he's like, "Oh, I was expecting Doctor uh, Doctor Palmer." What's her last name? Uh, her last name is uh, uh, Griswold. What is it? Griswold. And then and then he's Molly like, Griswold. Her character's name is Molly Griswold. Oh, yes, yeah. So he's like, I was expecting Dr. Griswold. And she's like, I am Dr. Griswold. So it's like just a great moment right there. I, I do want to touch on furthering what I said about this movie being uh, a true golf movie. I mean, the list of PGA pros in this movie is like never ending. So, yeah. so actually, other, fun- other than... Other than the, the announcers, you know, you got Pete Jacobson, Jim Nance, uh, Ken Minchori, uh Ben Wright. Mike Sadler. Yes. Phil Mickelson. Uh, Jimmy Roberts. Um, and then r- let's just run down the list of uh, GA pros. Obviously, right off the off the bat, Phil Mickelson. A young Phil Mickelson. Very young Phil Mickelson. Yes. Uh, Freddie Couples. Uh, Jerry Pate. Lee Jansen. Uh, Billy Mayfair. Steve Elkington. John Cook. Andrew McGee. David Ogren. John Mahaffrey. Jeff Magaret. Uh, D.A. Wybring, Blaine McAllister, Tom Purtzel, uh, Bruce Leditz, uh, Tommy Omer III, Gregory Buff White, Mike Stanley, uh, Jim McLean, Howard Tweedy, 
Amy Alcott. I mean, how many golfers can you fit in one movie as just background noise? So I have I have actually a fun fact about this that I read in the article was that McCord, you know, got all these PGA Tour cameo from Stadler, Phil Mickelson, but the film budget couldn't co- cover the appearance fee. Right. So- McCord would do is he'd bring Costner and Don Johnson out to dinner with the, the pros, the PGA Tour pros, and then no, they would convince them. No, the wives. He would oh, talk to, I think he would bring them all out, oh, but yes. he would like you yes. talk to the wives. I read it wrong. You're right. They would talk right. to right Costner and, and uh, yeah, would and then talk they would to agree, the, and they would agree to it. Less money. <laughs> oh they yeah, they money. He, he, they honey potted the wives. Yeah, no, they they honey dicked the wives. Honey dick, right? <laughs> they, they honey dicked the wives. Honey pot would be if the wife went in and if they would have sent Rene Russo in to talk to the pros, that's honey pot. Yeah, they honey dicked the wives yeah. with uh, with with fucking Crockett from Miami Vice and uh, and fucking Kevin Costner and Crash fucking Davis. That's a hell of a, a honey dick right there. I tell you what, I, I look just looking in TJ's eyes, I feel like that could have honey dicked him. Like Kevin Costner's a handsome man. He is. And how old is Kevin Costner now? 77 or something 60s? like that. 97, 95. Is he in the 70s? I don't know. He's fucking old. I know that much. Jesus, I look like shit. Not with that haircut, you don't. But uh, I wish I looked like Kevin Costner now. Going back to the crew of the, the, the cavalcade of miscreants that uh, that our good friend Roy McAvoy hangs out with. One of them is actually, uh, his name is, uh, one sec. His name is uh, Dennis Berkeley. Now, he's a character actor that appears in a lot of movies that we see. And he always plays like a redneck hillbilly. All right. And sadly, he just passed away recently. Um, hey, and uh, but but just a, a small list of movies where he plays a redneck hick. All right. He's in Suburban Commando as Deke. He plays one of like the uh, the bikers that's going to fight uh, Hulk Hogan. Um, he's in Son-in-Law as uh, I, yes. can't remember the char- I can't remember the character's name, but he works for the on the farm. Yes. Um, and he gets fired in the end. Uh, spoiler alert. He gets fired in the end. Um, he's on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where he plays Hatfield McCoy in the uh, the story about Will getting put in the witness protection program. Um, he uh, did a voice on um, on King of the Hill for a lot of years. Uh, he played Principal Moss. And I thought that was great. Uh, he was on 96, 96 episodes of My Name is Earl. I'm sorry. I take it back. He was on three episodes of My Name as a junkyard owner. Roy Wade and an impound owner played three characters on one TV show. <laughs> All right, that, that's how much of a redneck hick this guy was. Uh, he's on Reba, which if you're from the South, you should automatically be on Reba. <laughs> but uh, but this guy, you know, you, you see him in a lot of things, and he always plays a redneck hillbilly. And uh, and in this movie, one more time for the kids, he's playing uh, a redneck hillbilly. Uh, also, uh, another guy that's in this that's a pretty common face amongst redneck hillbilly movies is a guy whose name is Richard Lineback. Yes, uh, or, and, he, and he plays uh, Lance Harbour's dad in Varsity Blues. And he just he was just in the movie we just reviewed. Yes. Uh, Ready to Rumble. He, played he the plays Gordy's guy. dad in plays Ready Gordy's to Rumble. Dad. He always plays, like, again, they're, these are typecasted extras. They always play redneck hillbillies. More than likely because they grew up as red. So <laughs> it's always nice to see a familiar face when you see him out there. Um, this guy, uh, this other actor, his name is Rex Lynn. If I remember right, he's in Rush Hour. He plays one of the uh, federal agents. Uh, he plays Agent Whitney in Rush Hour. Yes, he is. Uh, I remember seeing his face and going, hey, I know that guy. So cliffhanger too. Wow. But uh, it's always good to see the, that. That's that's Roy McAvoy's crew, probably minus plus or minus one or two th- or, or three guys. Um, but, uh, that scene where that opening scene, he takes him out back. And I gotta say, Kevin Costner delivers the most poetic soliloquy you will ever hear in any sports from his definition of the perfect swing, which is just my God, the longest fucking monologue. How do you remember shit like that? I I don't know. Uh, but I had, um, I had flashbacks to crash Davis talking about what do you believe? You know, high fiber, 
high fastballs. I believe that the designated hitter should be outlawed. I, I believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, you know, shit like that. And, and he goes through that. And, and I, I swear, Kevin Costner, whenever he's in these sports movies and has these monologues, it's the most passionate shit you'll ever hear. And I want David goddamn Putney because I feel like that kind of shit. You know what I mean? So uh, I really love that little like thing. And my favorite part of that whole monologue is the end where he says, uh, he, she asks, what do you mean uh, undone script? And he goes, my swing, I finish out in front. Uh, I don't complete the swing all the way. Some people say, why do you do that? Well, some people say it's because it's the easiest way to go against that Texas, that West Texas breeze. Others say it's because I never finished anything in my life. <laughs> I thought that was great. I, I really did. I thought that was great. And then, of course, her showing up with all the, the, the golf gear, uh, you know, the fucking pendulum in the front of her head and like the arm brace. And that's what you guys are going to see me wear next time we hit the golf. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think uh, you got the watch. Which, ironically enough, she was ahead of her time because everybody has a golf. Yes, yes, they do. And uh, so moving on from there, obviously, we eventually meet David Sims, who is um, Tin Cup's college buddy. They played golf together. Um, at so, at what school? It was at um, University of Houston. University of Houston. Cougars. Um, <laughs> so fun thing about David Sims is that his his role, what, before on to Don Johnson, they looked at uh, Pierce Brosnan. They looked at Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin was actually was going to do it, but Kim Basinger was having uh, pregnancy difficulties. So he bowed, he bowed out of the, the movie role, and they thought about either Tom Selleck or uh, Don Johnson. And they went with uh, Don Johnson after, I think, meeting him for dinner or something like that, I believe. The rest is history, as they say. So... It's crazy to think about, like, I always love looking at the different roles and seeing, like, imagine this actor in that role, like Alec Baldwin. Like, I don't know if it, if he'd be, I mean, I, I think Alec Baldwin could probably be uh, a douche like David Sims was. Alex Baldwin is a general. Um, I don't know if Tom Selleck could have pulled off. I think Tom Selleck's too much of a nice guy to be a would have been too nice. I, I mean, could never dislike Tom yeah, Selleck. Yeah, but I think uh, Tom Selleck could have pulled it off as smug. Like, kind of like yeah. how he is in Mr. Baseball? Yes. Oh, okay. Like, like full cool. of himself smug. I could, I could see that, but I still wouldn't dislike the character. Then again, no. I didn't really dislike Don Johnson. No, I, absolutely. No. Don Johnson. He's a dick, and I was like, ah, but I didn't really dislike But that's him. the point of the character. The point of the character is that he's a charming <laughs> tour pro, you know, very professional um, on TV, and he's yeah. mean to old people, children, and dogs. Behind I love that scene when he does all three in front of Rene Russo. It's great. <laughs> Dude, when he's walking off after he loses, yeah. like, ah, oh, what an ugly dog. <laughs> Yeah, and your dog's ugly. You won't sign it. Great. I, I, I thought it was funny because at that point, up to that point, I think we all think that they're all lying. They're just saying bad things about him. I, I, no, not I, really. Because when, no, when he fires, when he fires Cup, when he's uh, yeah, but I, I yeah. didn't see. I just figured the actual he's mean to old people, children, and dogs. I just figured that was like a a throw out, you know, kind of like. See, he's a bad man. Like, here, here's reasons. And they just came up with three random reasons that, you know, how could you be mean to old people, children, and dogs? I think the three people, you, three groups of people that are protected. You can't be mean to any of them. Uh, and then and then his friends say the same thing. Yeah. Actually, no, he says old people and children. And then his friends go, well, you know, he's mean to old people, children, and dogs. He goes, yeah, and dogs. And I was like, okay, they're all in on it. And then, and then in the, you know, toward the end, he is mean and they oh, were telling man. the truth the whole time, but you, I really didn't believe it up to that. Day. So that, that older that elderly couple and the grandchild is actually Kevin Costner's parents and his son. Nice. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Great. I love that. With who? What do you mean? Oh, with the woman that he cheated on her, on her with Halle Berry. No, I don't know. I don't know who, I don't know which kid, but it says it's Joe, Joe Costner has played his little boy, the grandchild. Yeah, I'm saying it's Kevin Costner's kid that he had with his ex-wife that yeah, sure. he cheated on his wife with Halle Berry oh oh yeah I'm, I'm sure that happened at yeah. least that's that's the rumor that's the rumor, the rumor yeah. Of Halle. yeah I mean it's Hollywood of course that sounds that sounds true but yeah I mean also I like that 
the scene where they're all just gambling, like picking out whether or not he can hit that shot after he uh, tells David Sims to do it and David Sims lays up. Yeah. Uh, and I just love it's Phil Mickelson getting in the middle. He's a guy's a gambling on this. Like, just it's just classic Phil. Classic Phil. Is it classic Phil? Yeah, he does. He gambles on everything. You know, uh, when they did the match thing, the first end of the match, Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson, that was like the whole thing they would do inside bet uh, when they're on the mic and they would obviously the, the money would go to charity but they were like doing ridiculous bets pick i think they had to do like two or three throughout the round and then every now and then he'd be like let's double it so moving forward in the movie um iconic parts of the movie uh, i love the scene where they start betting about all right well a him breaking all his clubs because he doesn't want to hit with a two iron he, he wants to to let the big dog eat so to speak um and uh romeo breaks his uh he breaks no he wants you what's he want to use he wants to use his driver and, and romeo right. breaks his driver right yeah yeah and uh and he goes okay fine give me the two and he snaps the two and he goes all the way down um but i think right before that he has the bet with the guy about he's trying to get his clubs out of hock right and uh he gets a whole bunch of gardening tool and challenges the guy to a match now here's the part that i saw that i was like wow that's a little weird he grabs the louisville slugger he takes the louisville slugger he goes all right pass me the louisville slugger now to my knowledge kevin costner is right-handed right crash davis batted right-handed right Or, or am i crazy he was right-handed. He's yeah. He's, is he, is he, he's right-handed. Oh, right? I'm not. I'm not crazy, right? No, he's left-handed. No, in the whole movie, he's 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 playing golf right-handed. Yes. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. yeah. In the whole movie, playing golf right-handed. Right. He takes a hack with that Louisville Slugger, and it's a lefty hack. He yeah. tosses that ball up, and he takes a lefty hack. Then he takes the shovel. Toss the ball up and takes a righty hack. Am I crazy or is Kevin Costner fucking ambidextrous? He can switch hit. <laughs> Could be. Is yeah. that is, like? Am I crazy? Because I'm like ninety percent positive. I've seen the man bat both ways. <laughs> Title your sex tape. You just switch yeah. hitter. <laughs> so I, that was th- that was an impressive part to me. Now here's my question for you guys. You play more golf than I do. The part at the end of that where he gets on all fours and does the pool shot putt can you actually do that? No, I don't. That's no. Why can't I do that? Because you can't. That's the pool and not golf. No. no. I'm talking about the rule book. I can't do that. No. Why not? Can we get you the rule? Yeah. I want to see the fucking rule. Get me the rule. That's bullshit. Well, while TJ looks up the rule, let's move on so we don't waste some time here. Um, so, yeah, obviously then his uh, his next goal is to win over Renee Russo. He realizes that he's in love with her. Um, she's dating David Sims. And then he decides he's going to win the uh, he's gonna win the U.S. Open to uh, win her over. Uh, so he's got to go through these, which is what leads to the uh, the scene where he breaks the, you know, all the irons and the clubs and everything. Because, you know, they're supposed to, uh, he's supposed to qualify in the, you know, the regionals and then move up and then get into the U.S. Open. That scene's just great of breaking up the clubs and him winning the tournament with a seven iron and then he uh is it, i think it's the same i think it's the same one where it's the same attorney at the end he has a challenge from david sims yeah who can drive the ball further further with a seven which, what a, yeah they pick a club he picks the seven obviously because he broke all those and then that's what david sims does that uh, kind of hu- out hustles you know tin cup who's usually the hustle yeah and he turns over and he t- he faces it towards the uh the highway and just sends it and then obviously he wins the uh he wins the car from tin cup which is a great i think that's a great scene too just because it's um, like the hustler got out hustled you know i uh there there was a show called playmakers on espn but it's very yeah. similar uh a very similar uh scenario where the starting quarterback's young hot shot stud 26 27 years old and he and he tell he's he got constant beef with his offensive coordinator because of uh, his offensive coordinator is smart guy but he never had actual talent to play football, which a lot of coaches are in that road where, you know, they, they, they've been coaching since they're 20 because they couldn't make their college football, uh, which is why you'll see a lot of uh, coaches are like unathletic looking guys in their mid mid thirties to early forties. And people wonder why like the, 
guys that played in the NFL aren't coaches, you know, head coaches the next day. Well, it's because the guy that is the head coach has been coaching for 20 years while you played, he coached. So uh, the the 26 year old hotshot quarterback got a rough arm, but he can throw it 60 yards still. And he goes, and the coach goes, I bet you, I can, I bet you a hundred bucks that I can throw the ball further, that I can get it further than you can. The guy goes, yeah, right. Whatever. Grabs the ball, chucks it 60 yards to the end zone. The coach grabs a ball, looks around, sees one of the carts that carries the players away with some bags in the back, throws it into the cart. The cart drives off the field and he goes, and that's the difference. You owe me a hundred bucks. Have a good day. <laughs> and I was like, damn, was that a tin cup? Like reference? That was definitely a tin cup. Right? Brilliant. So the rule is rule 10.1A. Golf has 10 rules? That's crazy. Golf has a lot more than 10 rules, buddy. They have a lot of uh, making yeah, a we billiard, know two of them. <laughs> making a billiard type stroke is not a permissible action. Uh, you will incur a three-stroke penalty in stroke play and loss of a hole in match play. Wait, it actually says you can't do a billiard type. Yeah, rule rule uh, ten point one eight. That's oh, actually kind of funny. They put it in the. Listen, the they're gonna cover everything. That's funny. What's the joke from uh, from Family Guy? That's rule number one and two. Yeah. yeah, I won't say it on the show, but we know what rule number one and two is. So I love this movie because the whole premise. Uh, Ron Shelton, the writer, and I think his other buddy, who was the other, uh, I can't think of the producer. They were golf buddies. Um, and they basically said they wanted to make a movie about a guy who doesn't want to lay up. It's like, and that's the whole point of the Tin Cup. That whole, you're out the U.S. Open every round. They kept telling him, lay up, you know, take the hole. And then he always had to go for it, always put it in the water. And then he shoots that, uh, obviously he's jumping ahead to the end of the movie, but he shoots the 12 in the final hole to ruin a shot at winning the U.S. Open. Um, and, and they're like, this is memorable. They're always going to remember you getting a 12 on a... Uh, on um, 18. It was 18 or 17? 18. 18. 18. And uh, yeah, he obviously gets that shot and then he hits it in from out there. But I just, I, I love the uh, the no layups. Layups for basketball type. Of, right. But the, the whole with, with the no layups is, and, and that's definitely a part of golf, is you could be the best, one of the best golfers in the world, put, place the ball wherever you want. But if you don't have a strategy and attack the course, uh, trying to win and playing to your strengths, you're going to lose. And if you if you take away all the shots that he lost, he wins the U.S. Open by a shit ton. He lost, what, uh, three strokes it, uh, leading up to the final day? So yeah. he wouldn't be tied. He'd be up by three. And then he could have chipped it on and tied anyway at the end. So, the, that I mean, obviously, the, the movie wouldn't have been as good is if he's just trying to win the U.S. Open laying up. He lays up. But, I, again, staying true to golf, I mean, it shows you the, the decision that a lot of people have. You know, do I go for it or do I bitch out and lay up? And yeah. it's hard, especially when we're playing. We want to goof around and go for it and do stupid shit. No, we can't make it. And we pay the price, and that's why we suck. That's I try to go for it. Horrible. I got to say, I didn't like the end. You didn't like that he lost? I, I didn't like that he lost. I, I mean, I didn't like the way that he lost that way, which was really stupid. Right, but again, yeah. it's him that's being true to himself, his pride. Yeah, I and got it. It was, it was fucking dumb, all right? Like, he just lost millions of dollars because he's like, I can make this fuck. You could wait until the fucking match is over, put the ball back, and then do it later. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Everybody he- will admit, um, remember that. Yo, they'll remember you fucking losing like an idiot, okay? You moron. The best is he, you live he in a fucking trailer. Time. You could have used the million. He, finished, dude, he, he, he dropped out of first and went all the way back to probably like seven. Eight. Yeah, he they said he what? finished top ten and he got to come back. Right. He, he, I think he lost like seven, eight strokes on that. Yeah. <laughs> he, lost, he lost eight strokes and he finished out of 12. No, no. he lost. So he lost seven because he would have finished yeah. at a, par, right. a par five. Yeah, par seven. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he went plus seven on that fucking hole, and he lost millions in the process. He lives in a trailer, <laughs> you know, in the middle of fucking West Texas. Okay, listen, listen I've been to West Texas. Stop running them down. Stop running my people down. Okay, they're Waffle House people, and I respect. You know who I didn't like? Waffle this House movie. is like Walmart, but with food. Waffle House, is great. You watch your mouth. You know who I didn't like this movie? The um, the stripper ex girlfriend. I thought she was so annoying. Doreen, ex wife. Oh, ex is ex wife. Yeah, I thought it was his ex-girlfriend. Ex I thought it was his ex-girlfriend too. I think it's his ex-girlfriend. His ex-wife. Why would he owe her anything? Because he, he lent him money. No, he, no, he placed a bet on the horse and lost. Yeah, he. That's she lent him money. money. Pretty sure it's his ex-wife. It's, he doesn't owe her alimony. She he owes her money that she lent. Him. Yeah, because he bet on the horse and he lost. Yeah, pretty sure it's his ex-wife. Look it up. This is why I told you guys to watch the movie. I watched. I'm, I'm with you on this one. TJ didn't watch it again. Listen, kiss my ass. I've watched that movie <laughs> longer than you've been alive. How about that? <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. I, I they, that's possible. I, I've seen it. Okay, I've seen it more more times than years of your life. You've seen it thirty five times. Yeah, probably. probably. Every time that shit's on, I watch. You get every hobby. That, that movie. That, 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 listen, listen. Tin Cup is on. I watch it. Major League is on. I watch it. Okay. Top Gun is on. I watch it. Die Hard is on. I watch it every fucking time. And Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Every kiss my ass. Die Hard Two is Biodome. Biodome too, right? <sighs> I love Biodome, but I, that's not in my. If it's on, I have to watch. When I was a kid, I used to watch Biodome all the time. We could tell. I loved it. I love Biodome. Fly, Mary Poppins, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> Free mahi-mahi, if you Free will. mahi-mahi, if you will. Um, so speaking about the writer, Ron Shelton, when he made the, uh, this movie, but he's, so he also actually wrote Bull Durham, White Man Can't Jump. He wrote Blue Chip, uh, Great White Hype, uh, Tin Cup. Uh, I'm not going through every single one of movies, but a lot of he wrote. Oh, he did the screenplay for Bad Boys too. He did a lot of sports movies. Yeah, he did a lot of sports. He's actually a, he used to be a minor league baseball. Player. Uh, so just so just a, a funny little connection there. Doreen and Rene Russo, uh, they were both in Get Shorty. Mm. Doreen plays uh Leo's wife that is a widow when Leo dies and renee russo stars in as john travolta's love interest in Gish. Yeah. so there's a little funny little connection there uh and sometimes you'll see like the same actors and actresses in the same movies over and over again either because a their friends are um are the director or producer so kevin smith will hire his friends to be in all the movies so ben affleck's in a shit ton of his movies and so is matt damon and uh obviously jason muse uh, adam sandler every, everybody fucking else adam, adam sandler. sandler puts all his homeboys in his movies but also there is also scenarios where certain actors belong to the same agent so they'll hire six actors out of the same agency just because it's cheaper to contract mm. so you know you're gonna get six actors no matter what um and that might have been the case in in this movie where a couple of those uh not necessarily extras but tertiary characters were actually actors from the same agency and that's why they appear in other movies with the main character yeah well i mean is there any other scenes you guys want to talk about besides this before we wrap things up and try to get the uh get our reviews i did like the scene where she busts in on him and he's got all her gear on oh yeah he got the shanks we how we missed that where he gets he the, the shanks. shanks i've had the shanks ever since i picked up a fucking golf club although he does it once and then uh romeo's like ah it happens do it again then it happens again he's like did you just see that he's like yeah i saw it do it again and he's like, he's like, oh no, the shank's like a bad virus. <laughs> he goes, I, he goes I thought you said it was a woman. Those are a bad virus too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, what I what, dude, I, what I did stop hitting the house rock is up Lee Jansen's ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I didn't like about that, I loved it. I love the shanks thing because I think I think every athlete has come across that um, at some point where you just where something bad happens, you get the quicksand shit. 
I know I've definitely had that happen. Uh, sliding when I hurt my knee. Uh, and T, I, I think you and I have talked about this ever since I, I dislocated my kneecap. Um, probably like the third time or fourth time. If you ever see me take a baseball swing and get out of the box, I'm the slowest human being out of the box <coughs> because I'm afraid that I'm going to pivot while I'm planting my foot and dislocate my kneecap. So I don't do it. And you'll see me take a full swing and it's almost like I stop, right myself and then start running. And somebody said, I played a softball game a few weeks ago and somebody said, why are you so slow getting out the box? And I'm like, cause I'm not dislocating my kneecap again, playing fucking softball. Back to you on a softball field, James. I got begged, bro. Begged. They were going to forfeit without me. And it was the championship. Who did them a favor? <laughs> did you win? Yeah. yeah we won. Nice. Nick won a championship. Congratulations. Actually, no, it was the semi. And, uh, then, and then I went to Vegas the next day. Uh, Nick did so, I did, so I did win. <laughs> All right, so let's go around the uh, – hey, you still want to go to Vegas. Um, so let's go around the horn here. Uh, TJ, why don't you get started? What's your rating out of five stars? Out of five stars, it's a definite five. Uh, I love Tin Cup. Praise from season. I love Tin Cup. It is. I'll go I'll go next, I guess. Right. I'll, I'm going to give it a four. It's up there. It's a very good movie. It's funny. Uh, great love story. Rene Russo is looking good. <laughs> No, but it's it's great writing. Uh, you know the whole story, you know, the beginning to end, the whole don't want to lay. It, it, it checked all the boxes for a sports comedy. Yeah, the macho, the macho man, big ego guy. Uh, let the big dog eat. I love it. The mentality. Nick? I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna give it a four because after all, it is a golf. I, I I can't give it right. There's a reason there aren't that many golf movies. It's because it's not really an exciting in general. Um. I love Kevin Costner in anything sports related. There's not a sports movie that exists with Kevin Costner in it that is not a good sport. All right. Every movie he's ever done that involved some form of ball, whether it be a baseball, a football, a golf ball, has been top notch. Top notch. All right. Even draft. Uh, say again. Draft day is amazing. Draft day is an amazing movie. All right. David fucking Putney. And I made that reference on Twitter the other day and somebody got it and actually posted a picture of David Putney. Was not a real person. I don't know where they got that picture from, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we all obviously we did Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams, which of was course. my pop star rating. So. For Love of the Game, Bull Durham. Uh, all probably do a lot of Kevin Costner movies too. Every, Kevin Costner is fucking incredible. Yeah. So I, I give it a, you know, it's a rom-com. I am. I do like rom-coms. You know, it's something that you can watch with the girlfriend or the wife. She enjoys it too because it's a little bit of romantic, you know, shit that she wishes. Um, and it's funny for you because you like the game and you like the sport and it's funny or whatever it is. So I give it four stars. It's, 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 it's an enjoyable movie and a good cat. Yep. But uh, I think that covers it for our review of Tin Cup on its 25th anniversary week. It came out, uh, I believe, Monday, 25 years ago. Yep. Um, again, starring... Uh, Rene Russo, Kevin Costner, Cheech Marin, and Don Johnson, and uh, uh, a freaking cavalcade of PGA Tour represent. From all of us here at the Screen Addicts Podcast, thanks for being with Stay Rock! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 